Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighter's Fury inside the heart of a champion. With your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790 The Ticket. Good morning, everybody, and welcome on in. Another edition of Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin here with you. Once again, joined by ESPN's James Walker in studio. Happy to have you again, James. I'm back. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. So great the first time. Had to have you back uh, to recap everything we discussed last week. So happy about that. Expecting Seema and Tommy Guns to join us up later in the show. Uh, Yesterday, a very packed day. I was watching fights from like 5 p.m. all the way up until, (laughs) what did it end up being like? 1 a.m. 1 a.m. Yeah, crazy. Um, it was because I, I ended up. I was watching. I was watching the thing up in London, and I normally am not that dude who's gonna sit, you know, watch British fights unless it's like a title fight. If it's Anthony Joshua, Vladimir Klitschko, I'll for sure watch that. Um, but I had to watch this David Hay uh, fight because I was mad about this fight. I don't go into these fights a lot of the times with personal grudges. But I was upset that this guy ducked, uh, ducked my boy Shannon Briggs, and I wanted to see him lose to this guy Tony Bayou. So, the, and those who don't know Tony, he was he was the main British guy in Creed. That's who the guy is, huh? Um, and he was going up to heavyweight, and so this was David Hayes' like probably biggest challenge since really coming back hasn't fought in a while, and David Hay, he's coming out, he's throwing these monster bombs. And then all of a sudden, it comes to like the seventh round, pretty even fight. David A is probably winning, but pretty even fight. And all of a sudden, his leg like just gives out on him. You don't know if it's a knee injury, but there were rumors of apparently an Achilles injury they were talking about in London. I didn't, I didn't hear about these, but there was rumors that he was going to maybe pull out. This Achilles pops. He's clearly in a lot of pain. And Tony, Tony Bay just starts wailing on him. And eventually gets him out of there by like the eleventh. He had a knockdown in the I think it was in the seventh round to make it a ten eight round. Um but normally I would say gutsy performance by David Hay. But screw David Hay. I'm I'm glad <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm I'm kinda I was kinda happy to see it. So why did it take four rounds to get him out? Because maybe he's not a heavyweight. Like he was sitting up there and he's fighting a guy who is a lot bigger than him and he just couldn't dispatch of him. He couldn't get him out of there. So like eventually he got to this point where David Hay had no balance left. He knocks him out of the ring and his corner finally throws in the towel. Mm. And, you know, it was much respect to them all after the words. They were very respectful. They had a lot of trash talking going into this fight. Um, but anyway, that that's besides the point. Nobody wants to hear about uh, David Hay fight that I was watching at five. Yeah, I sat that one out five in the afternoon. But that's what I was doing yesterday. I was watching nothing but fights. Um, and so we had yesterday Keith Thurman versus Danny Garcia. I did huge watch that boxing one. match. Oh yeah. What did you think of it? Because this had a lot of hype going into it. 
it didn't live up to my expectations. Um, I thought it was the best boxing match that you could probably put together mm-hmm. this year, um, right now, in terms of two guys in their prime, undefeated fighters, champions, you, you unifying the belts. So I came in with high expectations, yeah. and I thought it was a good fight. It wasn't a great fight. And that, and that was the thing. And I can't really tell if it was on Thurman, if it was on Garcia, if it was the style. I really liked the way Thurman came out like gangbusters in the first two or three rounds, mm-hmm. just wailing punches. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be an action-packed fight for 12 rounds. I didn't even know if it would go 12 rounds with the way Thurman was, was flailing punches uh, in the first round. But uh, to his credit, both of them, actually both of them went 12 rounds and looked like they can go 15. I mean, mm-hmm. neither guy really looked like they had much damage. Both of them had good stamina. But... I, I it just didn't have um just didn't have the the action throughout that that I expected and I didn't like the way Thurman also pretty much gave Garcia the last two rounds he pretty much got on his bike yeah and, I didn't like that either I thought yeah. that was I thought that was a rough look for Thurman uh and and un Thurman like yeah and it could have you know you never know with what the judges are doing he he thought the fight was totally in the bag and I thought that he was winning the fight yep I didn't think he was dominating the I agree. fight I agree um you know when and when and when the fight was over, you know, I wasn't I wasn't doing my normal thing where I'm taking notes on every round. I kind of just, you know, I wanted to just enjoy the fight and see what it was. But I ended up saying, ah, it's probably like eight, four, seven, five. If it was, if they gave the close, if they gave close rounds to Danny Garcia, seven, five, and it ended up being that one, one fifteen, one thirteen, not seven, five. So, uh, and and two judges had it. Um, two judges had it. One judge had it seven, five for Garcia. Two of them had it eight, four for for Thurman. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a good, it was, it was a good fight, but I thought it really lacked that wow moment. These guys are taking the baton of boxing. They, they are, they are in that next level of, 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 wow, people are going to be huge and, and thrilled to see these guys fight again. And so that's kind of a bummer because we've had two of these now. We've had Sergey Kovalev, Andre Ward, which was also a good fight, but not great. Not great, and not and not and I think this is going to do big numbers ratings wise. But that was Sergey and and Ward was on pay per view, and it got like a hundred, a little over a hundred thousand people to watch it. I mean, for one of the best fights boxing can put on, and that's as many people who are willing to fork over money for it. It's kind of disheartening to see that as a boxing fan that people aren't tuning in to see the best, you know, light heavyweights tune in to go at each other. And so, this was free. I think it'll do good numbers, but I thought I thought there was a I thought there was a chance for one of those guys to really rise up and be this huge star with all those eyes watching. I don't know if I don't know if that did enough to convince people. Now I'd I'd pay money to watch Keith Thurman. Now I'd pay money to watch Danny Garcia. Um, so that that's that that was my big takeaway. Maybe from if it. you're a technical boxing fan, maybe. But like maybe I I didn't even think like see were you were you super wowed by the technique of either guy. Um, I, I, I thought I Thurman know. looked better at the beginning of the fight. Yeah. I yeah. thought that yep. if he kept that pressure on, I think that he, if he would have continued to fight like he did the first two or three rounds throughout the entire fight, he could have maybe finished Garcia because he landed some good shots, some good clean shots. I thought he should have gone to the body more early on. Um, but they obviously fought a very technical, strategic fight. It looks like it looked like he cha- they they had a game, a, a quarterly game plan. Every three rounds, we're gonna switch it up mm-hmm. and we're gonna do something different. And uh, 
and I don't think that Garcia is is that technical. But um, it was a it's an interesting fight to watch, but I wasn't wowed by it either. Yeah. I did give it to Thurman. I thought Thurman won the fight. Clearly, I didn't I didn't understand the judge in Garcia's favor, the 115-113 for Garcia. I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see that either. Um I think I think if you were if that judge must must have just really He's a Philadelphia judge. Yeah, maybe like I don't know. That I I don't see how you could get that for Danny Garcia. They were close rounds. I'm not saying like he went in there and no. Uh, he he completely uh, got jobbed, or he it was anything like that. Like Danny Garcia was game, but I thought Thurman was just a little bit better. Good morning, Tommy Guns. What did you think of that fight last night? I have to agree with you guys. It was exactly that way. It was a little lackluster, I must say. I wanted to see more, but I would definitely agree that Thurman won. Of course, we picked him to win, right? I think we think we did. Yeah, I think we all did. I was bad on my picks yesterday for UFC, though. Another issue for the, for this fight, I don't think anybody's clamoring for a rematch, you know. And this is the kind of fight that, if it was a close fight and more action packed fight, I think people would want to see it twice. But I I don't I, I'm not that excited going in for a possible second fight than I was going into this first fight. Yeah, I'd see like I'd want to see Keith Thurman maybe should fight Sean Porter again because those guys put on a good fight yeah. last year. Um, you know, so if Sean gets gets himself another win and puts himself in line to get that fight again, I'd be down to see that again. I know there's talk maybe like. This Amir Khan, Manny Pacquiao, maybe the winner of that could be in the mix of this. But, you know, Amir, like I say, Amir Khan does beat Manny Pacquiao. Uh, then you're putting Thurman against the guy who Danny Garcia knocked out yeah. pretty famously. So I don't know. It's This it, was supposed to be the fight. This this was supposed to be the big matchup, and they didn't live up to it. Now you're looking at pairings, like you, you mentioned, that aren't as exciting as this one was supposed to be, but this one didn't live up to it. And and I thought and you know what the other thing too is Keith Thurman, uh, you know he he's another guy who kind of came into this thing as as a demolisher. Like you got to know with Keith Thurman when he was coming up, Tommy Guns, he was mowing through people. And I understand the competition gets raised, but to see Keith Thurman start going backwards as the fight went on, I'm just like that's that's not the bread and butter. That's not what got you to this level of people wanting to watch you. No, not at all. I was getting texts through the night from individuals that are huge um, Keith fans, and they were saying, it's not what I expected. Basically, that was the general commentary. But based on the way that he came out, it's uh, something must have happened along the way. I don't know if it's training, um, mindset, as we often talk about that being the catalyst for for being victorious in anything. Uh, so something's gone different for Keith, but he definitely wasn't the Keith that we all know. It, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was disappointing to see. Uh, UFC 209 went down last night. We'll get into some of that next. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790, The Ticket. Packed house here today. It's over here with you. See Tommy Guns in the building. We also brought a friend, James Walker, from ESPN, back for another week. As, uh... He was great last week breaking down the fights and we wanted to get the recap on 209 as yesterday we had uh, we had Wonderboy Woodley the rematch. We did not get Khabib versus Tony Ferguson, which is that's because that was the one I wanted to see more than anything yesterday was one was Khabib versus Tony Ferguson. And, you know, this uh, this early weigh ins like guys are getting stung by it a lot now. Yeah, but rumor is that Khabib came in. 
20 pounds yeah. over Oof. four days out. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. You know, and, and and especially for a guy who talks a lot of bleep like Khabib, you know, and this is, you know, he wants to sit here and, and talk about, you know, this Conor McGregor is chicken. Buck, 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 your Irish chicken. <laughs> 10 million in, in, in Russia. We have 90 million thousand people. I'm like, all right, well, as, as about we stay healthy for some camps and let's make some weight and then we can talk bleep about the guy who's a champion in two divisions. I think Khabib blew a career-defining moment here, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why. After this, I predict he won't fight Conor McGregor and, and get his wish in his career, or if he does, it's going to be two, three years down the road. We can all agree Conor's calling his shots right now, right? Mm-hmm. We can all agree with that. Absolutely. So let's mm-hmm. say Ferguson and Khabib get rescheduled in May or June or something like that, and and even if Khabib wins, not miss not making weight here gives Connor a cop out, another cop out. Yeah. Saying, look, he doesn't show up for fights, he doesn't make weight. How do I know if I'm Connor McGregor? How do I know he's going to be ready after a full camp? Give me Nate Diaz. Yeah. You know, or- that, that's a bigger money fight. That's what people want to see anyway. You can't trust Khabib, or um, you know, some someone else, or he can go up and fight. You know, GSP or or Woodley or whatever, he has another reason to duck Khabib, and that's if he gets past Ferguson, which is a big if when they reschedule, if he can make weight and all those things. So I think this might have been as close as Khabib will get to fighting Connor. I don't see that fight happening for another two or three years, if ever. Well, especially you got to think too with all the Jose Aldo fights, like having a guy like that that you've had to pull out and deal that whole uh, that whole drama getting your camps ruined i mean and then the audio yeah he's probably super sensitive to that and and these guys don't make money when the opponent pulls out yep you know they lose that purse so they've put in the investment of a camp and have put the time in and they're not getting paid at the end of the day yeah and so so that's a significant point well yeah they gave tony his show money but they won't but the thing that that was nice of them that was nice of them but you got to remember I would imagine, I would imagine Tony and the I wouldn't be surprised if they got a pay per view deal with that because they offered him Michael Johnson. Uh, Michael Johnson was willing to step in and do the fight, and Tony said no because it wasn't going to be for the belt and it wasn't for less money, and it was for less money. And so you got to think, all right, well, normally it's you get your show money and then win bonus, but if it's less money and it's not for a title fight, I bet they weren't going to give him any kind of back uh, back end on this fight. Mm-hmm. So I can see why he wouldn't take it. I, I agree. And there's nothing that dr- drives Dana crazier than fighters missing weight. Yeah, I'm sure he's got to be besi- – like, you think about the f- the first two pay-per-views of this year where we've had the debacle that was UFC 208 and, and the Jermaine Durandamy punching after the bell with Holly Holm, and now you have – that was your main event, and now you had this main event everybody was – this co-main event everybody was super excited for – you know, the pure MMA fan, all right, Connor's not there, but we got these two lightweights. They're hungry. They're going to carry the division without him. Uh, they were putting more on these embeddeds. They were putting more publicity on Khabib Tony than they were the main event. Rightfully which... so. I was more excited to see that fight. I didn't I don't know where I was. Oh, I was at the March for Cancer. But if I would have known, I didn't hear anything about the fight being canceled. Oh, you didn't hear about it on no, Friday? No, I didn't hear about it on Friday. So, me knowing that after I ordered the fight, 
I was kind of like, man, I don't, I don't know I if I would have. Yeah, and then I don't go, know if I would have ordered the fight just to see. I would have sent you Woodley something Thompson too. Save you some bucks, because <laughs> I appreciate Oh my that. god! Yeah, I, I, I was more excited about the the coming. It's a, it's a huge bummer, man. It's a, it's, it, it's, it's tough because, you know. If you're Tony Ferguson now, do you, this is kind of like the guy you got to link with because this is the matchup everybody wants. These guys have tried to find three times now. Yep. Like they've, it, it was, it was, it was, they were supposed to fight in Orlando a time before that. And they both had, they, they've now each had a pullout. Khabib's done it twice. It's like, man, this is, people have been wanting to see this match forever. They just can't get into that cage healthy. Why would you not make the replacement fight for the interim title? Why why lower the money? Why take the belt away? I mean, they well, pretty much gave Ferguson every thing. incentive not to fight. Here's the thing though. You can't you can't put Michael Johnson in a position where he's gonna have a belt when he just lost to Khabib. It's a tough it's a tough sell. Like I mean he still has to beat Ferguson. You know, it's not like they're I, I guess, but I, I understand why I understand why they would want if you're gonna have a guy hold a belt because you don't know what's gonna happen with Connor, it's gotta be one of those two guys. It's gotta be the guy who has credentials. Yeah. yeah. And Michael Johnson, even though he has a win over Tony already, he um you know, to to have him as the head of your division, I, I just I don't know if that's a good if that's if the UFC can can sell that right now. Would you classify a fighter missing weight as a medical reason? Um if you do it wrong, I mean, it's it's like that's that's the thing is I guess he got within six pounds and his body started shutting down. So, yeah, but also of self brought upon, right? So medical you'd, reason, you'd it's really more fighter fault than a medical condition. Mm -hmm. You you're not coming prepared. I think that if the UFC took a, a stronger stance on fighters not making weight and maybe disqualified them, gave mm -hmm. them a disqualification, which is basically a reflective loss. of a loss. Yeah. I think guys will take this cutting weight thing and making weight more serious. Yeah. And now I think you're Habib, right. has a, have, Habib has a loss. So now the Michael Johnson makes sense. It's okay. Yeah. They both have a loss. I'm with you. And, and you know, who's actually been pretty critical of that in the past is uh, Chael Sonnen because, you know, he's a wrestling guy. And he said, like, in wrestling, you show up. And if you don't, you forfeit. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, maybe it should be reflecting upon uh, a forfeit because they've had, I think the number's up to 26 guys missing weight mm. since they've gone to these early weigh-ins. Uh, beforehand, it was only one, I think, over the, the last calendar year. Up to 26 since they started doing this stuff. What was supposed to be the payoff? Sorry about that. No. For the early weigh-ins. What was supposed to be the payoff? The, early pay the payoff idea was they don't want guys cut. They, they wanted to give guys a bigger window to rehydrate, to rehydrate earlier because they took away ivs guys used to iv themselves and the idea was you could also take away maskers for peds like you're not supposed to really you're not supposed to use ivs anymore from usada because guys can mask they can use diuretics they can use cover-ups so they wanted to take away ivs because it's not the healthiest way to rehydrate and also prevent people from juicing so if you sh if you make the window longer for you to get to a healthier back to your healthier weight um that the idea was that there would be less health risk. The only problem is, I don't think, I guess guys aren't used to not having that window of cutting all day. Um, so I don't know.
It's kudos to UFC because it makes sense. It's considerate of the fighter for sure. But I really like Sima's idea of giving them a DQ if they don't don't make it. They'll fight harder, I think. It's that incentive to do the right thing. We have to call Dana on that. Yeah, maybe. Get get, get him on the horn. Let's go out to our friend Sandy out on the, uh, the, the phone line. What's going on, Sandy? Is phone up there, uh, Jimmy? A reflection of... Uh of last night if i may sure uh it was, it was one thing that was nice about the evening was i didn't get to hear keith thurman talking much about his favorite subject which is keith thurman um <laughs> you, you know as as uh, yeah well, well what kind of but you know the media's in love with this kid and I, I just don't think he has the oomph factor that they're trying to feed everybody that that said you know, uh, I think we expected Thurman, a busier fighter, to uh, to outwork Danny Garcia, which which he did. Garcia has that pensive style, and it worked against him. And Thurman was busier and outworked him the same way Sean Porter outworked Thurman and should have gotten that decision. Listen, I'll, I'll say this: the one thing with regard to the broadcast was that. Danny Garcia got hurt over the eyes. So he took a punch to the eye somewhere in round two. And it took all the way to round six for the uh, the crew, the analysis crew, to notice anything about his eye. He was blinking for about five rounds, and uh, nobody ever caught it. So, But that, that said, I, I, I agree with you guys. I, I expected something a little bit better, especially in the latter rounds, and Thurman uh, – Thurman didn't have a good look coasting. And, by the way, go Lee Selby. Continue on. Take care. Have a good morning. Take care, Sandy. Good to hear from you, man. It is. It's been a while. It has been. Sandy. Don't be a stranger. Sandy, you jumped off so quick, we got we didn't get a chance to say hello. And Sometimes Sandy's so passionate about his takes Tommy Guns. You know he just he's got to get in and get out. <laughs> he's 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 yeah. like, I got, I got this, and I'm leaving you wanting more. Yes, he is. We I, love Sandy. I think that. Keith Thurman, he just he coasted at the end. They didn't want to risk anything, and right. unfortunately, that's not a fan favored approach. It wasn't. I I don't enjoy fights like that. I don't enjoy watching a fight while I understand it. And fighters have become more technical, mm-hmm. which is. I mean, we we can't really criticize fighters for doing this because it's their careers. At the end of the day, yeah, they're looking for longevity. They don't, you know, want to be slurring their words five years from now and and not able to to function properly. So I get it that they don't want to get in a war and they're going to fight smart technical fights. Especially look at look at how Floyd Mayweather has monetized uh, being a very safe defensive fighter, yeah. counter puncher type of guy. And um, so I get the approach. It just doesn't make for exciting fights. Well, and and that's that's the downside of it. And that, and that can bring us to the main event from last night at UFC 209 because I think it 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 had a lot of those similarities where you got you get guys that they get to that peak level and they have to be conscious of so many things and you get in there and you're Tyron Woodley and I can understand getting into an, an octagon and and you're taking on Stephen Thompson and you don't want to get wheel kicked into the fifth row so. You can understand why the caution is there, um, but you know it, it doesn't. It, you know it does make for the most exciting. But the only thing I'll say about Woodley, and the thing I don't understand, and I didn't have a problem with the decision. I had, you know, I ended up having it forty-eight, forty-seven for him. 
But I that didn't have anything to do with you picking him, did it? No, I don't okay. think so because I'm not a, I'm not a huge Woodley guy. Um, but it just it, from 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 and if you had a 48, I'm one of these people. Like if you have 48, 47 the other way, that's fine. I I'm not, you know. The, I get that. I just know some people watch a fight, especially fight fans that are not judging it round by round, and they judge the fight as a whole mm-hmm. rather than independent rounds. Yeah. So I want to wanted to just clarify that you. The, yeah, and I know the, the way that you judge fights is not like the way many judge fights. Many just fans of fight sports, they go in, they look at the fight as a five-round fight, and they say, they think about the takedown, they think about the shots that Thompson took, and they say, oh, Woodley clearly won that fight. But that's not necessarily the case if you're looking yes. at a round-by-round scenario. Right. Hence all the booing in the audience. Yes. Yeah. And the last fight I had, I scored it for Wonder Boy. Mm-hmm. I, because of that very reason, like I'm like, okay, well, clearly the most dominant parts were, were Woodley, but I, but, I, but more rounds I thought went to Wonder Boy. But this, but the thing I just I find interesting with with Woodley is, I clearly think that he does have the key to beating this guy. I think he does. He too. does. He he when he he's had now three huge moments in the ten rounds they've they've taken each other on. And been able to dominate the guy, but I don't know what it is. How I, I, I you obviously got to talk to the fighter and see what is what is that window he's looking for. Is it just all right? Fights it against the wall. I got to defend my belt and caution to the wind. Is it the like I you know I like to say that's like the Robbie Lawler factor. It's bleep it. It's the fifth round. Let's go. Uh, or is it just is he looking for something actually technical there? To, to go in because clearly when he's poured it on, poured on the pressure to, to Wonder Boy, he gets the better of him. Yeah, and I, I had Wonder Boy winning it three rounds to two, but I'm with you. If you have it the other way around, you know, no problem. But here's what I know about that fight I don't want to see a third fight. It's been 10 <laughs> rounds, too tentative for most of those rounds, and sometimes rematches work. Mm-hmm. In the case of Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz is a good example. Sometimes rematches work where they go at it in that second fight, and sometimes it goes the opposite way. And I feel like those two regressed in their matchup in this way. They were even more tentative than they were in the first fight, which was something that we all last week sort of uh, criticized them about, was that they were kind of picking their shots waiting too long. Well, this time they did it even more. Um, So I think it's time to move on. Wonderboy had two chances. It was a draw. It was a close loss. Regardless of whether you thought he won either the first fight or the second fight, he had two shots. He didn't take the belt. It's time for them to move on. Um, it's time to go to a new list of contenders for Woodley, even though he didn't have a clear victory, I don't feel, in either of those fights. What did you make of it last night, Tommy Guns? I completely agree. There's no reason for me to even speak, but I'm 100% word for word and in sync with you. That makes all the sense in the world. I don't want to see another fight. No, I, I would agree with that. This is true evidence of styles make fights. And they both neutralize each other. So the positives turn into negatives for not just both fighters but for the fans well it's the other thing too is uh karate guys can make for boring fights like they really can (laughs) like they can make for some of the most sensational highlights but you think about some of the think about some of the duds you've seen machida fight Mm -hmm. like that would be a great fight wonder boy versus machida maybe or maybe they'll just stare at each other the entire yeah, that time. That could be too. Might be dancing. Like it's it, it, you think about Machida and you think think about a young guy like Sage Northcutt. Like okay, he's because he, they're always looking for that perfect opportunity because that's that's what that's what it is. Like 
They're trying to, to, to find these small pockets of windows to cause their damage. And usually it's vicious. But if they don't, it's, it's a lot of stepping back and forth, staring at you, looking for it, back. It's a faint, a faint fest. Yes. Well, that's, that's absolutely true. There were opportunities, I felt, for, and, and obviously we're not in the cage with him, but Thompson to go to the body and to the legs of Woodley when Woodley was tentative and going back. And, and there was one, one, to me, a decisive point in the fight was the first round when there was a brief little exchange. And the first thing Woodley did was reach out for the leg of Wonder Boy. Because you know he was yep. getting ready to shoot for the takedown. And from that point forward, this was a boring fight because you knew that Thompson was not going to take that risk to be taken down, especially in the center of the ring. And with Woodley's back to the fence, if he would have shot on him, most likely he would have been able to get a hold of his legs by the time he hit the center of the ring and, and taken him down to the canvas. So... This is true evidence that styles make fights. These They neutralize each other. Strikers versus strikers make for great fights. Grapplers versus grapplers make for interesting fights. I won't say they make for great fights, <laughs> but they make for interesting fights because of the skills that they possess. But I don't, I'm not anxious to see another Wonder Boy Woodley fight. I don't think that we will probably ever see another Wonder Boy Woodley fight. I think that they'll both be title contenders because Woodley will eventually, if he continues to fight this way, will eventually lose to someone mm -hmm. and lose the belt. I think that when he fights Maya, he could lose the belt. Mm -hmm. And I think when he fights Jacare, if Jacare ever gets a title shot, you know, it was announced he's fighting Whitaker. Well, Jacare is in, uh, he's he's middleweight. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. That's the, right. The two top guys right now, it's going to be whoever wins. Uh, Will be Maya. Lo local boy, uh, local boy, Jorge Masvidal or Damian Maya. Like so those Maya or Masvidal. But I don't think, or, I, I think and, Maya poses a more difficult challenge. Maybe. It depends. Like if, if Masvidal keeps fighting this way, yes, if he keeps, if he, if, if Masvidal continues to be this, the guy who is, unloading on guys and he continues to be the aggressor um you know i think that i think that gives him a good shot and and he's he's one of the most well-rounded guys in that division he's and got, he can stop a takedown he's got a little bit of everything he really does um so i i, I think both of those guys pose threats to to willie and, and and if cowboy gets another win i don't think cowboys fall cowboy losing on three weeks notice to Jorge masvidal even though he got knocked out he's he's not there right now clearly but I don't think he, I don't think he's far off. Like, let's say we do eventually get that Robbie Lawler, Cowboy fight we thought we were going to get in Madison Square Garden. You win that fight, you beat the former champ. You're not far off from getting the title shot. I'm still wondering where Lawler's rematch is. I mean, he got caught cold in the first round. Mm -hmm. Not expect of all people, Robbie Lawler is not expecting somebody to throw punches on him and be that aggressive in the first round of a five-round championship title fight. Crazy. We'll get into more UFC 209 after this. All right, welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin, Seema, Tommy Guns, and James Walker from ESPN joining us this show as he was last week. Thanks again, James, for stopping by, man. Happy to be here. Guys, how was, uh, how was the, the whole breakdown from yesterday, the event? Uh, March for Cancer went on at Fort Lauderdale Beach. 
And March for Cancer was amazing. Thank you to everyone who supported all of our sponsors, all of those individuals that woke up in the wee hours of the morning to come out and participate and support and volunteer. It was it was an amazing event. Beautiful beautiful event that the fans, for those of you in, in South Florida, the fans were, were turned up on, on high, so they kept it <laughs> kept it cool and created created a little resistance like out there on the, the course. Running with a parachute, I'm sure. It was. Um, but it was it was amazing. It was a beautiful sunny day. When we think about South Florida, it could have very easily have been eighty seven degrees with a hundred percent humidity and no wind. So we got seventy degrees, beautiful sunny skies. And uh, it was quite breezy, breezy and brisk, but beautiful at that. So thank you guys. I can't believe the uh, the top three 70 year olds, all survivors. Yes, when that amazing? finished the race, that was wild. Yep, it's it's amazing to see the teams come out to support, families come out to race in honor of uh, uh, someone from their family that is that is not, you know, come through, and then individuals that just want to serve the community and provide support to an amazing cause march for cancer fund at, at the uh, memorial healthcare systems the memorial health uh, cancer institute the, the teams that came out and supported we had member teams that were what 50 60 people out mm-hmm. there all uh having a good time enjoying a, a beautiful event with purpose which is the key yeah awesome day Awesome, and the difference that it it makes in the lives of those people who are going through this challenge and doesn't have that uh, support system that many of us have, and there there are those that don't have that, and they ha- they lose hope. So March for Cancer comes in, and we're not a do all be all type of organization, but we come in to supplement the areas <laughs> where insurance stop disconnect. We come in to provide those things that are needed right here, right now. It's a now type of program, and it's uh, it's fulfilling to be a part of it. And, and you guys have just been amazing, and everyone that has supported it throughout the seven years has been amazing. We have those that have been with us since day one, coming back year after year. And this time, uh, this year, we had a lot of newcomers. A lot of first-timers yesterday. Yes. I couldn't believe it. Yes. I saw you in a distance. When uh, we were speaking. Because my, ki- my kids were, they were wild yesterday. <laughs> they got me there late, first of all, which was. Which was... They were driving? No, oh. they, they first of all, we forgot we forgot the stroller, which oh. is which was like, we go down. It's a must. Kind of a key when you have a one-year-old. And so like we're driving and we're like, do you have that? No. Do you have that? No. And so we get down there and then getting the parking situation, like because of the race going on, Oh, yeah. Getting in, the had down. to go all the way in, then back rolling. And so then I get there probably like 7.20. I was like, all right, see, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Can I race? He's like, no, man, it's a race. You can't <laughs> race a race that started. <laughs> Only because of safety reasons. I tried, so I tried even down. going above. I tried even going under you. I was like, I went to the registration. Desk. I was like, let me just go. And they're like, no, <laughs> they're shutting down the streets. I was like, all right, fine, whatever. Because if you're going, see the race, they shut down A1A starts just south of Las Olas, right? We're a block south of Las Olas. Yeah. So when you go north on A1A, when you get to a certain point, there's a turnaround because we have half of A1A completely shut down. Well, you can't just be starting 20 minutes. Remember the first person that finished the race 
was 19 minutes, 23 seconds, yeah. finished the, the 3.2 miles. Insane. So if you're heading up the course and he's coming down the course and now behind that you have larger groups. Well, that was like me last year. When, that was almost like issue. that was almost like me last year. Like I was finishing my first mile and uh, and like Dia Davis was already done. Yeah. That's how that worked. That's how that rolled. The professional boxer he, was done and I was getting to the first water truck. You know? It, it's That's amazing. professional athletes. It's amazing to see the stamina of these guys. And as you said, those uh, guys that are 70 old, 70, and they um, finished at the top, three of them, and survivors, just puts you to shame. Yeah. I was quite jealous. <laughs> uh, just going over some things from uh, from last night before we get out of here, guys. Uh, Rashad returned yesterday. He fought Dan Kelly. Uh, that was a 29-28 for Dan Kelly. Ugly fight. Uh, the third round was the best round for Rashad. I don't know why. It was almost like he finally realized he was in a fight. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was strange. Like, he looked great physically. Uh, it doesn't look like that same speed is just there. Like, it's I don't know if it's a case of just age. I don't know what that is with Rashad, James. But he's uh, he completely revitalized his body. But I don't know if the I don't know I just don't know if the 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 skill set's just there anymore. Seems like he's been taking long layoffs in between fights, and it's hard to not fight for six months and all of a sudden, boom, you know, be right in it in the first round. And and he's been, t you know, getting injured, taking time off, coming back, and things like that. I think if he can get a string of two, three fights together in a year, I think you can kind of start to see him get in the rhythm faster. I don't know if he'll you know be the old Rashad or anything like that, but. I think with him, I think the layoffs really impacting him, especially at his age now. I agree with that because in this particular circumstance, he's been out for eight months. Wow! Uh, so that's a that's that is a long layoff, and fighters need rhythm. Yeah, they need rhythm. Look at look at Cerrone. Yep. I mean, with the exception of the last fight where he took on three weeks' notice. Prior to that, he was fighting every two months, three three months. Yeah, I think for the most part that does work for Donald. I think I just think that sometimes you should curb it when you're you're coming off a fight with Matt Brown and you guys are knocking heads a lot. Like, you know, when you're breezing through guys, I think Cerrone's cool to do that. But I just think it's those fights when he's actually in like a, a real slugfest in the octagon. Why don't we make it four months? I agree. I mean, at some point, somebody's got to look out for these guys because they'll fight every night if they could. And it's just not normal. It's not good for the their health of their bodies. What was, uh, what was your guys' reaction? Did you see the... Uh, the unbelievable fight okay. uh oh my god the darren elkins that knockout was that was crazy that guy first of all the guy's got tattooed on his chest the damage mm -hmm. which listen that's a questionable decision in itself I, I i'm not like i don't have any ink so whatever but you're going with the damage tattooed on your chest you're setting yourself up and the first couple rounds, he's got the crimson mask, he's cut up, and I'm like, huh, his tattoo is his own caption. <laughs> it's like, huh. But then, to come back, to come back after you are bloodied like that and knock out the dude, what can you say? I mean... He was a damager. Yeah, man. <laughs> Be Bectic fought a horrible fight, though. I have to throw that in there. In the third, I mean, third round, he was clearly the quicker, more precise striker. And for him to continue to try to grapple 
and hold Elkins against the cage. I thought was a huge, huge mistake. Yeah, and as I as I was watching that fight, I, I was wondering why the announcing team was giving Elkins so much praise <laughs> for taking shots, and they weren't giving Mursad Bektik any credit for just railing on the guy for for two rounds. And uh, turns out I was wrong. I mean, third round, you just completely turned it around. And, and I think they had mentioned too that maybe there's an opening in the third round for him to turn around. I'm thinking no way. And sure enough, you know, Elkins showed a lot of heart there to pull out that fight. Pretty wild. Uh, we got a fight next week, guys. A fight night in Brazil. Headlined by Vitor Belfort, Kelvin Gastelum. Who do you guys see in that one? Mm. You can go first, James. Oh, you got man. an idea of yeah, it? Yeah, I, I was thinking about it. Um, interesting fight. I, I I like Gastelum in the way his career arc is going. Uh, you know, he's not necessarily a, an elite guy yet, but he's he's getting right there. Then he, he might drop one and kind of drop down a peg. Um, I, I just, I, I'm going with Gastelum there. I, I think... I think he's hungry. He's had some issues with weight um, in the past. So as long as he has that in check, yeah, it is at one eighty five. So should give him the right yeah, cushion. Sh- for should it. be should be fine. I I'm I'm going with Gaslam, but it's it's a tough fight to pick because you don't really know where either guy is at this point in their career. Sam, what do you see, man? I actually agree with that. While I'm I'm a big Belfort fan, and I think he's done amazing things in the sport. I. His past few fights, I just don't see that spark there anymore. Mm-hmm. I see him participating in fights, not competing in fights, which is what you used to see all the time before. You get inspired by a belt, Belfort fight. So I'm I'm going to have to go with, with Gastelum, but I believe that if the old Vitor, Vitor Belfort showed up, that it could be it could be trouble. But he's got to come on and put that, put on that, that uh, that fury mm-hmm. of punches, fury of strikes, in order for him to be successful and keep a guy off balance, and it has to happen early. What about you, Tommy Guns? How do you see this one? I've got Vitor. Yeah, I do. Ah, getting the old magic trick. <laughs> KO, knocking him out. Uh, Can I repick? Can I repick? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's gonna come strong. He's going to prove himself to be the old Vitor. He has reason to do so, and um, it will be close, but Vitor will win. Yeah, like, man, I, I could see Calvin falling into a trap early because you know if it's Vitor, if he's going to win, it's got to be early. He's got to do it. He's got to do it quick. I don't want to go against Tommy Guns, <laughs> but I'm going to. I'm going to go against Tommy Guns. Oh, You're that probably makes gonna, it even better. Great. She's gonna I'm going to go against you. I think Calvin Gaston, I think he finishes him. I think he's going to win. I think I think he, he finished him, like, round two. I could see, like, similar to how Chris Wyman beat Vitor Belfort, I could see, like, this just being him beating on him. Grinding him out. Yeah, that's how I see that one rolling. That's how Gastelum fights. Yep, he's gonna get him, get him up against the cage, and he's gonna grind him out. And he's a good, he's a good striker as well. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. James, thanks for coming in again, man. Really appreciate it. Happy to have you. Always fun, guys. Great work yesterday uh, with everything you did. Amazing cause with the March for Cancer. And we will, guys. We will talk to you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.